Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. El episodio de hoy, Sonrisa Salvaje, de David Lee Roth, 1986. On December 19, 1984, while still the lead singer of Van Halen, David Lee Roth released his debut solo single, a cover of the Beach Boys' 1965 classic, California Girls. Roth had even assembled quite a roster of musicians to join him on the song, including Edgar Winter on synthesizer, and Christopher Cross along with Beach Boy Carl Wilson provided the backing vocals. Roth's version hit number three, 20 years after the Beach Boys also went to number three with the same song. California Girls was part of Roth's solo debut EP, Crazy from the Heat, released on January 28, 1985. It was hot on the heels of Van Halen's biggest album to date, 1984. The record was huge. It had peaked at number two and gotten them their first number one single with Jump. Van Halen had released their fourth single from that album, Hot for Teacher, less than two months before Roth released his California Girls single. Rumors of a band breakup were everywhere. Roth was even asked about it when he appeared on Late Night with David Letterman in early 1985. Now, uh, you're doing you're doing solo work. Is the is the does this mean that the band will soon be uh, breaking up? No, no. Now that happens, you know. <laughs> that does happen. That's that's the Spinal Tap story. No, I still have very <laughs> I still have very strong tribal instincts, and we'll be going into uh, the studio like the middle of this month and start arguing again, and we'll we'll come back out with an album sometime this year, hopefully. Well. That was not the case. Roth left the band, or was fired, depending on who you ask, not too long after that. One of the reasons Roth claimed that he left the band was to make a movie, also titled Crazy from the Heat. The following is a quote from Roth in his 1997 autobiography, also called Crazy from the Heat. Quote, The idea for the movie was basically a musical with a very left-of-center plot. There were a number of rewrites, but the general script for Crazy from the Heat was a story about Dave, and keep in mind all of these characters are right out of California Girls. Landed a $10 million budget for the movie, and there was to be a couple million dollar director's fees. It was a huge deal, especially since I was first time everything. End quote. On July 4th, Rolling Stone reported that Van Halen was now on permanent hold. In August, Eddie Van Halen spoke to Rolling Stone saying, quote, the band as you know it is over. Dave left to be a movie star. And he even had the balls to ask if I'd write the score for him. I'm looking for a new lead singer. It's weird that it's over. 12 years of my life putting up with his bullshit. End quote. But that movie never happened. In March of 1986, CBS Productions, who had made the deal for the movie, backed out. Also in March of 86, Van Halen released their new album, 5150, with new lead singer Sammy Hagar. It became their first number one album. Got what it takes. So tell me why can't the 
The band was not shy about their feelings on Roth. Here's Alex and Eddie Van Halen on MTV's Van Halen Unleashed special in 1986. We were just a little bit, uh, no, we weren't a little bit. We were a lot pissed off. We just came off a, a major tour in 1984. It was the best-selling record we ever had. It went to number two in Billboard. We had the first ever uh, number one single. Uh, every place we played, we were sold out. Uh, and we were just itching to go and do the next record because Edward had written a lot of music and Dave wanted to be a movie star. Uh, about the only thing that I can say that, that really ticks me off about the whole situation was that it was not told to us straight across the board. Well, it wasn't the creative part of working with him. I think we made some great music together. And uh, he was just living with the guy. He treated everybody like a little lower than him, including us in the band. And, you know, that's, that's not the way a band works. But Roth wouldn't be left behind. Despite the trash-talking, he had some momentum on his side. His Crazy from the Heat EP went platinum and spawned two hit singles. And in late 1985, he'd started assembling a new band of his own. It is indeed showtime. Just over a year after announcing he was leaving Van Halen, Dave is back with a new lineup. It includes not only Billy Sheehan and Steve Vai, but also Greg Bizonette on drums. They've recorded an album, and now they're preparing to kick off a world tour next month. That's MTV's Mark Goodman in 1986. Eat em and Smile was released on July 7th, 1986 on Warner Brothers Records. It debuted at number 36. The album's first single, Yankee Rose, would be Roth's third consecutive top 40 single, peaking at number 10. While Crazy from the Heat had basically been an EP of lounge standards, Eat'em and Smile was a return to Roth's hard rock roots. Allmusic.com's review of the album says, The record is a perfect follow-up to 1984 that Van Halen couldn't deliver themselves, certainly closer to the spirit of the original band than anything recorded with Hagar. Roth definitely stuck with the Van Halen formula here. A four-piece band featuring a guitar virtuoso. This time... It was Steve Vai. Vai had started his music career when he was 18 years old, working with Frank Zappa, first as a transcriptionist, and then as his guitarist from 1980 to 1983. Bassist Billy Sheehan had come from a Buffalo, New York band called Talis, who had once opened for Van Halen and drummer Greg Bissonette was found playing with Canadian jazz trumpet player Maynard Ferguson. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Oh, look at Dave. He's got a new band, a new face, and a new condition. I feel delirious, man. I can't wait to get on the road. See Dave and his new band rocking out and talking at you on the David Lee Ross special. Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 Central, New Pacific, on MTV's new fall season. It's like a roving youth gang, and you're invited. After Yankee Rose had been a hit on both radio and MTV, the Eatem and Smile tour began in August of 1986. It would be Roth's only tour with this lineup. Billy Sheehan would leave the band right after recording the follow-up album Skyscraper in 1988. But before all of that, Sheehan had an idea. Apparently, he'd read an article claiming that over half of the Mexican population was between the ages of 18 to 27, a highly sought-after age group for record sales. He suggested to Roth the idea of recording an all-Spanish version of Edom and Smile as a way to boost record sales in Spanish-speaking markets. And so they did it. On September 29, 1986, David Lee Roth released Sonrisa Salvaje on Warner Brothers Records. Give me a bottle of anything and a glazed donut to go. Up first is the only song on this version that doesn't have a different title, Yankee Rose. Como? Bueno, déjame nomás subir a la acera para echarle un ojo. Uy, qué bella. Me refiero a la Yankee Rose. <laughs> Una rosa silvestre. Track 2 was a song originally called Shy Boy, and it was written by Billy Sheehan back when he was still playing with Talis. It first appeared on Talis's live record from 1984, Live Speed on Ice. For Eat'em and Smile, Shy Boy was re-recorded with the David Lee Roth band, and for Sonrisa Salvaje, Shy Boy became Timido. Mom, 
Track three is Soy Facile. On Eat Him and Smile, it was called I'm Easy. But it's actually a cover song originally written and performed by Billy Field, an Australian singer and multi-instrumentalist who had a number one debut album in Australia in 1984 called Bad Habits, which featured a song called Baby I'm Easy. Well, baby, I'm easy, I'm easy, I'm easy, I'm on Here's a little of Soy Facile. Edom and Smile's second single, Goin' Crazy, would be officially released as a single in October. In addition to the video for American MTV, an entirely different video was shot for its Spanish version, Loco del Calor. Roth, never someone to undersell, even claimed in this MTV interview that some of these songs might even be better in Spanish. If you listen closely, the words seem to roll like drums. It's a very percussive language. It's like... And everybody know what the word loco means. another use of Crazy from the Heat in that song. Going Crazy also features session keyboardist Jesse Harms, who, ironically, also played for Sammy Hagar. The album was just the instrumental tracks from Eat em and Smile, but with re-recorded vocals. According to Billy Sheehan, all of the vocals were re-recorded by just Sheehan and Roth. In a 2012 interview with BraveWorlds.com, Sheehan said, quote, I knew David spoke a little Spanish, and I thought we should do the album in Spanish. It would be great. So we did. At the time, missing persons were in the studio at night, and we went in during the day. Do you heal me? Do you care? I was using Dale Bazio's mic, and there was always her lipstick and perfume smell on the windscreen. Terry's crazy electronic drums were set up. Dave coached me Since this version only contained new vocal tracks, Ted Templeman is the credited producer on both versions. Templeman had previously worked with Roth on every Van Halen record. He was actually the person responsible for getting the band signed, convincing Warner Brothers chairman Mo Austin to sign them after he'd seen them play in 1977. Templeman's voice can actually be heard speaking on Van Halen's 1981 single, Unchained. Come on, Dave, give me a break. <laughs> 
Much like Roth's departure from Van Halen, the story behind this album varies depending on who you talk to. Billy Sheehan told BraveWorlds.com, quote, It was my idea, but later on it turned into his manager's idea because they thought it was a good idea. End quote. In 2018, Roth himself told Vulture.com, quote, I remember telling Mo Austin and all the faces at Warner Brothers that someday there's going to be a Spanish-speaking MTV. Ho-ho! They all laughed. I said, give me the budget to record my music in Spanish, which I did. It's horrible Spanish, but I was the first, so to speak. It made an impression. They loved it down south. End quote. recorded the entire album in Spanish and you can't say Edom and Smile in Spanish because it has too specific of a meaning. When you say Edom and Smile in English, it doesn't have just one specific meaning, it has five. And you're forced to decide for yourself in your own filthy little imagination which one I meant. And of course, depending on what song you're listening to and what side of the album cover you're looking at, you can come up with your own variation and man, that's poetry. Take my word for it, I learned it. It's poetry. When you say it in Spanish, it means just one thing, so we changed it to mean savage smile, sonrisa salvaje. The album's closer in this case is Así es la vida, which is now a Spanish version of That's Life, a song originally made famous by Frank Sinatra in Smile would end up going double platinum, but Sonrisa Salvaje did not have the impact that they had hoped for. Though Roth claimed it was loved in his 2018 Vulture.com interview, Billy Sheehan has said that the lyrics were deemed to be what was referred to as gringo Spanish by many listeners. The record didn't sell well, and quickly went out of print. It did finally get a CD release in 2007, and is currently streaming on Spotify and Apple Music. But Sonrisa Salvaje wouldn't be Roth's only strange re-recordings of previous songs. In 2006, he sang country versions of a few Van Halen hits for the compilation album Strummin' with the Devil, the Southern Side of Van Halen. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums. And I'm at Tony Faxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at BizarreAlbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums. Bizarre Albums.